Part of the magic of uh, CPAC, like I told you, is you get to see old friends. Um, I've known Ron McDaniel now for many, many years. Of course, um, being a Michigan native, it's easy to remember when Ron was the chair of the Michigan Republican Party. Uh, before Donald Trump became uh, the president-elect in November of 2016, and suddenly... Rana, who was instrumental in delivering Michigan for the present, became uh, elevated. Her stock went up, as they say. Ran into Rana yesterday, had a chance to visit with her, and I'm going to share that interview with you here uh, right now. It's all part of CPAC 2020 on the Steve Gerber Show. Exciting place to be, the vice president coming in, the president coming in. Uh, but for you and me, Rana, it all goes back to where we come from. It's all about Michigan, isn't it? Always. It's all about Michigan. It's so great to see you and have you here and have a little piece of home in Washington. Well, I appreciate that. But when it comes down to it, the president... Now, I just asked somebody, I feel like he's going to show up on March the 9th in Michigan. I keep seeing him show up before the big primaries. Um, you know, we can make some news here today. I can't break any news, but I guarantee you the president's going to be in Michigan a lot. It's a state that matters to him. We were one of the states that helped win him the presidency, that people said, why are you going to Michigan? You're crazy. You can never win Michigan, and we proved people wrong. Now the Democrats are wise to that. They're going to invest in that state. And not only are we going to win for the president, but we're going to win for John James, our Senate candidate, who's phenomenal as well. well I hope you're right about that. As you look at the economy, you look at the numbers coming in, um, the Democrats have a problem with their message. The Mueller report didn't work. Impeachment was a failure. And now they're trying to weaponize coronavirus and make it the Katrina virus, near as I can figure, to turn him into somebody who they're trying to portray as incompetent. That was all blown away yeah. when he came out with Vice President Pence to be in charge. He came out with Alex Azar and putting together a, a team that shows that this administration is on top of it. Well, I think that turns a lot of voters off to see the Democrats try and politicize something as serious as coronavirus. You know, usually in our country, when in times of crisis, we put aside our partisanship and we come together and say, how can we work together for the American people? And we just haven't seen that from the Democrats ever with this president, and certainly not on this issue. The president was right to stop travel in January. He was decisive. He's working with the CDC. He's taking this very seriously. He's uh, making sure that every scenario we have uh, an answer for. And the other thing is, let's remember, the Democrats are the party of open borders. Yeah. If they had their way, people could be coming through our southern border with no ID. Who cares? You know, everybody can come get free health care. And this is a time where we do want to have borders. We want to make sure we know who's coming into this country and have those safeguards. And as we look at uh, the primary coming on the 10th of March, uh, you have to look at what's going on with the Democrats. Ivy asked me here the other day, why are you watching the Democratic debate? It's the most entertainment I have had in so long. The finger pointing, the yelling, the, the, the I thought there was going to be a throwdown. I thought we're going to have to call Linda McMahon and get some wrestling put together there. I mean, honestly, um, it's very contentious. It's very ugly. And Bernie Sanders, a guy who went to Russia on his honeymoon, a guy who thinks we should nationalize energy, nationalize health care, uh, tax people to the, to the hilt, it's a good matchup for the president. Yeah, I think it's interesting that many of these Democrats embrace socialism, more government control. They say things are free. Well, when they take over college and they say it's free, they're going to tell you what university to go to. They're going to tell you whether or not you qualify to go to college. They're going to tell you what your major is and what job you're going to have. 
those are the things they're going to do, and they're going to take away the American dream and entrepreneurship and innovation. But beyond that, they never talk about term limits, do they, Steve? They never do. They never talk about, let's take away some of the power that we'll have. We'll step down. Because you know who does well in a socialist economy? Politicians. That's right. They do just fine. Those in power. And I want to talk about a little bit about my member of Congress, who is currently Alyssa Slotkin. You, you look at those that came in in the 2018 class. They, they got power. Nancy Pelosi got the speakership back. All of these things were going to happen. And I ask myself, what has been done? What have they accomplished besides the investigations, besides Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and all the nonsense and noise? What has Alyssa Slotkin and all these so-called moderates accomplished? You know, Alyssa Slotkin's done nothing, and there's a whole class of Democrats who swept into the House running against Nancy Pelosi, saying they wouldn't vote for her for speaker, saying they'd work across the aisle with uh, the president. None of that's happened. And now they have a record to run on. And so we're going to go after these districts. We've been doing it through the impeachment. We've seen their numbers go down. And the other thing is we have the president on the ballot in 2020. And in 2018, a lot of the president's voters stayed home. In fact, we've identified 8 million. They're coming out. And now they recognize how important the House is. And they want to not only elect this president, but they want to retire Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, and I want to ask you about that because bringing these concepts together, Bernie Sanders on top, a Congress led by Democrats that have done nothing but investigate. What about those down-ballot races? Yeah, I think that the Democrats are going to be in trouble, not only because of their nominee, whoever it is, but also the DNC has no money. They're defunct. The RNC is already in 18 states. I'm already registering voters. I'm already identifying my persuadable voters. We're going to have an army of 2 million volunteers to turn out the vote for 2020. We already have 500,000 activated and trained. So the, the army we're putting together is just going to help us so much win those down-ballot races and also re-elect the president. And let me ask you about that because uh, the numbers that you've been putting together as far as fundraising are eye-popping. Um, and so you go back to the organization that Donald Trump had in 2016, which was fairly bare bones. You look at what Brad Parscale and you have built together in, in the Republicans across this country as far as grassroots, as far as outreach, as far as connecting with these voters and so forth. It's a totally different system. It's a totally different mechanism, isn't it? It is. We have taken it to the highest level. Uh, we've so far, we've uh, far surpassed Democrats. You know, Obama had the famous neighborhood model. We have done that. Uh, to the nth degree, uh, and the cooperation we've had with the candidate, uh, with President Trump, with Brad Parscale, but also with the Senate and the House. So we're putting to together the best field program, but the most cohesive Republican Party you've ever seen, where we're all working together, Kevin McCarthy, Mitch McConnell, the campaign, the RNC, because we know what's at stake. We have to keep the Senate. We need to take back the House, and we need to reelect this president. Do you look forward to Kevin McCarthy being your speaker? I love Kevin McCarthy. I want him to be our speaker. I look very forward to send, sending Nancy Pelosi home to San Francisco. She can deal with her issues in, in her home district, the homelessness that is a huge crisis there. Kevin's done a great job with recruiting. Um, he and I compete a little on fundraising because he's usually in a city that I'm, I was just in or vice versa, but um, we're a team. And we know what's at stake. And with deregulation, with energy independence, with lowering taxes, with unleashing the entrepreneurial spirit of this country, you have wage increases and you have jobs. People's lives are better right now because of Republican policies, and that's what we're fighting for. And, and, and I appreciate you saying that and being here. 
Um, November 3rd, 2020, not that far away. I'll give you the last word on what's going to happen. November 3rd, we're going to be in Michigan. We're going to win back that Senate seat. We're going to elect John James. We're going to reelect the president through Michigan. And we're going to see another four years of unprecedented prosperity under this president. And we hope the Democrats will join us in doing some good things for the American people and stop this obstruct and resist movement because it's not good for America. Rana, thank you as always. Thank you so much. And there you have it, Rana McDaniel here in the halls of CPAC 2020. It's just fun to talk to Rana because we've known her for so many years as she um, came up through the ranks and was the chair for the Republican Party in Michigan. We were there and we would have all sorts of conversation. Nice to see her here and doing so well and the money that's coming in. I mean, the tens of millions of dollars that are coming in to the war chest as they gear up for November of this year. Uh, Good fun. On the way after the break, Cabot Phillips will be here, Editor-in-Chief for the Leadership Institute's Campus Reform. The youth vote, how important, after the break on The Steve Gerber Show. You've seen the headlines. Clean water has never been more important than it is today. It's time to give yourself and your family the best home water you can. Wolverine Water is Michigan's premier manufacturer of whole home water systems and has been since 1947. Wolverine serves homeowners statewide, and they're ready to test your water for free. With everything you've heard, you need peace of mind. You need Wolverine Water in your free water test. Go to stevegruber.com and click on the Wolverine Water logo. That's stevegruber.com and click on the Wolverine Water logo. DTE believes that the energy we all use doesn't have to contribute to climate change. That's why within the next 10 years, we will triple renewables and cut carbon emissions in half. And now we're announcing a bold new goal to reach net zero carbon emissions in electric generation by 2050. DTE has long been a leader in clean, affordable, reliable energy. And leaders don't just do what's easy. They do what's right. DTE. At DTE, we're committed to using our energy to serve and transform communities, helping to create a brighter future for us all through projects like building parks, partnering with schools, job training programs, and volunteering our time to those in need. Because at DTE, we believe we have a responsibility to serve our customers and our communities. Learn more at dteimpact.com. DTE. I vaccinate because I want to protect my daughter. I vaccinate because these diseases can be deadly. Because of vaccines, we tend to think of diseases like whooping cough and measles as things of the past, but they aren't. Michigan's children still get them and pass them on. Get the whole story at iVaccinate.org. I vaccinate because I got the facts. Sponsored by the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services, the Franny Strong Foundation, and the Michigan Association of Broadcasters.